As you're waking up, maybe struggling to to do so, maybe it wasn't such a good night for sleep for whatever reason, or maybe it's just an uncomfortable mattress that made you toss and turn. There's now an option for an upgrade. AJ Knight at VFX. It says with AJ at a, on Kickstarter, a couple of college students are creating a dog bed for humans. And what it is is basically, honestly, the best way to describe it, I think, is if you took a bean bag and flattened it out. And I'm assuming it's not made of bean bag, but in terms of shape, but in terms of like that, it's a fluffy, flat little discus that you and your dog can sleep in. And I think much like most pat beds that I've seen uh, purchased, especially through the memes, you can avoid sleeping on it too and just go sleep in your comfortable bed. Because what else would you do with that? Like if you're going to, if you want to sleep with your dog, then you're just going to let him sleep in your bed or on the couch or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> Who's going to drop whatever it is that this is going to be a couple hundred dollars at least for a flat little beanbag. Cause no one has thought, man, I really wish I could get lower to the ground. I mean, if I could just sleep on something that all of the pet hair is attracted to already. Yeah, that would be great. I just really want to murder my allergies and not be able to breathe in my sleep. Sign me up. <laughs> it, it really looks like a flat feed bag, <laughs> but, but on Kickstarter where they're trying to raise it, it already has donations. They wanted a $25,000 goal. They're at $127,000 plus for this human bean bag or for this human dog bed. So it's going to get made the pluffle as it were. Just a, an option if you want a, a different napping spot. Maybe you want to mix things up. Speaking of pets, look, I think after these most, what, last two elections, really, the political process most people aren't super excited about. So I'm not saying I wouldn't vote for a cat. I just want to give myself the credit that I feel like I'd have to acknowledge ahead of time. It is completely done as a stick it to the, to the whole system vote, right? Like, how does that happen? Don't get me wrong. Would I be proud if I had a pet that had act, served in some kind of city role like mayor of the city? Absolutely. Would I be concerned about the people that voted for him? A little bit. Ames with AJ on VFX. So in Hell, Michigan, which is a whole other side subject, like, I get it. The memes are great. But, like, it feels like don't, don't manifest it, right? But in Hell, Michigan... Uh, there's a cat who has a massive TikTok following named Jinx, a little black cat, that's going to serve as mayor for a day because the experience apparently costs $100, which I think says something, too, because, like, obviously, probably not going to let you make any major decisions. But at the same time, like, I, I, if I was mayor for a day of Logan, Utah, I'm putting that on my resume. But it's going to serve for mayor for a day before, quote, being impeached. costs $100 to do it. And uh, it's everybody's getting all excited, having fun with it. And I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, so this situation, they're having a little fun with it. It's not that serious. But there's definitely, if you Google, plenty of times where you've seen some kind of pet, a dog, what cat, whatever, has been uh, elected as though you see all stories about uh, them becoming like mayors of towns. And I, I'm not saying I wouldn't vote for a pet, but man... That is clearly like a stick it to the, <laughs> I'm not playing by the rules, vote, right? Because the other thing is, obviously, they got to have someone who signs the bills or makes the decisions, whatever politicians do. But the other thing is, while dogs specifically are definitely the most loyal creatures on the planet, they are also one of the most bribable creatures on the planet, right? Because if you picture it seriously for a second, you're like, oh, you know, I'm thinking we need to to do this deal. And the dog's like, I don't think it's good for the company. But I go, oh, but this dog treat over here seems to think otherwise. Like, 
Sold. Just give me the dog. <laughs> I don't think the standards of doing business with a dog mare specifically, I don't, they're not that high. Got to be honest, not that high. That being said, you know, you're proud of your, your kids achieving things. How about your dog or cat being elected mayor of the city? Be like, oh, I got an in with the guy who runs the place. <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, coming up, of course, we've got the pair of holidays, right? One for mom, one for dad. And there'll be lots of things said, and understandably so, for Mother's Day uh, here in, what, two weeks, I think, basically? I mean, man, it's almost here already. So you better get going on that. But because of that, it always feels so contrived the week of to do all this stuff. Not saying it's not appreciated all the time, but I feel like you do it way further out. It is more appreciated and more honest. So what does mom deserve recognition for? Ironically enough, the influence of my father is what gets us here because his cynicism is well in, in bestowed upon me and it has just grown Leaps and bounds as I've gotten older. AMs with AJ on VFX for the debate today. But Mother's Day is coming up, but it feels a little bit like it would be forced to wait until we get a little bit close to be like, okay, what should we say about mom? I feel like it's a little bit more genuine if I say ahead and I'm, okay, this is legitimately what I want to say, not because of the holiday. So, honestly, it's also fair because we're going we're gonna to roast mom a little bit later. But what is the thing that your mom deserves recognition Deserves thank you for as we trend towards the holiday that celebrates mothers. Because to be honest, I am like any other kid, probably have not been nearly appreciative enough of the things that my mom's instilled in me. And I think one of the biggest ones, and I think it took me a while, took me becoming an adult to really figure it out, is the notion that you have to take care of yourself. You can treat yourself. It was a little bit frustrating early on when mom was out and about and she she took vacations and she went and saw the world. But then, you know, you kind of get it. Like, at that time, I was in high school, and so, you know, I was self-sustainable, and so she, you know, wouldn't say, like, left me at the house alone. I don't want to paint it that way, but she went and did her thing, and I thought, yeah, as I got older, yeah, I can certainly understand that. You definitely have a right to, you know, show show yourself a little love, take care of yourself, do some stuff for you as long as you're there, I think, most of the time, like a vast majority of it. Jake's on the lane. Jake, what about you? What, what does mom deserve a thank you recognition for? My mom raised me and my brother all by herself. I don't know how she did it. She worked two jobs every day and oh. never complained. She also found time to cook dinner for me and my brother and take us to school. She deserves all the recognition in the world. Mom doing everything. Superhero there. Okay. Uh, another thing I would like to sell my mom, and this, this one a big one, and I, again, I don't think I, I appreciate it until I became an adult. My mom was a big proponent of that Rich Dad, Poor Dad series, if you've read him, and he has a... a a board game that you can play and it kind of tries to instill some of those things. But a lot of, I think the financial seeds in terms of how I manage my money now, and I think I do a pretty good job and, and have set everything up for the future. I think all started with some of the early lessons and ideals that my mom put in place for me. And so that I think is a fundamental core of the way I operate and kind of live my life. And so, you know, gotta be thankful for that. Uh, Cassie's online. Cassie, what about you? Thank you. Recognition for mom. What? I don't know how, how my mother did it, but she was literally always on top of everything. Homework, permission slips, practices, doctor's appointments. I mean, everything. I've got two kids, and it's just so hard. I'd be lying if I said I always knew what projects are due at school or didn't sometimes skip baseball practice when I was too <laughs> exhausted to go. I mean, we were never even late for anything. Probably no secret, too. Like, if you went and asked mom, like, hey, what was your secret? Love. When you love, you do. Like, mom, that's not helping me. It's making me feel worse. 
Stop it. Just put that look out for me. <laughs> I had a Mother's Day. just felt right to do it when it didn't feel forced and more genuine. So thank you, moms. Now, but happy early Mother's Day. And again, this is your reminder. It's like two weeks out, which was like a <clears throat> shock to me all of a sudden again, too. But FYI, that's coming up. So on top of saying thank you, maybe just maybe start doing a little browsing. Beginning of the week, start doing a little browsing. Uh, okay. Animal cruelty, yes, but was it in the name of performance-enhancing drugs? Either way, you're not serving your race house well when you're serving a meth. Just one of two Florida not headlines. Which story's from Florida? Which one isn't? Well, it's up for you to figure out. I can tell you this. They're both going to be extremely dumb. We all accept. Okay, let, let me say. We all acknowledge that, like, there's security everywhere now, right? Aims with AJ on VFX, it's Florida not. Like, you're not going to be able to just randomly walk in, nor probably should you, a gun into a park, like an amusement park. I I think somebody there has got it, right? I think we're okay. But a convicted felon, which makes it even worse, got arrested outside of a huge amusement park after trying to go through security with a gun. Then while cops were trying to stop him, pulled a plastic bag out and swallowed the contents, saying, oh, so that was just my gum. It's going to be in your track for seven years, man. Digestive track, not a good idea. And animal abuse, probably. Performance enhancing drugs, I don't think so. Because a jockey just got banned from racing for three years because her and her racehorse both tested positive for meth. Look, they they run all those things. Look, that's why when you, we just watched the Olympics, what did it say for the Russian athletes? Russian Olympic Committee, because the athletes get to go. The country just didn't get rewarded because people be cheating. People be cheating. Don't be cheating. Which story, though? Is from Florida. Which one is the stupidity with the haha factor that makes you go, okay, there's no way that anybody else could be that silly? I'd just like to reiterate the stupidity of a convicted felon, so someone who's already been arrested, trying to go into an amusement park with a gun and a plastic baggie of drugs. That is a special level of stupid. And there's only one of the two stories on VFX that say it was with AJ Florida, not story number one. Man was uh, trying to get into an amusement park who was a convicted uh, felon. He uh, decided to try and get into security with a gun, which was in a black bag hanging from his neck. Apparently thought it was cool to bring it in. While they were questioning him and dealing with him, he got agitated. When they tried to grab his arm, he pulled out a plastic bag, put the contents of it in his mouth, which he said was just gum. So they said, okay, we'll just spit it out then. And then he chewed and swallowed them. So they're, you know. Chalk quote, they could see a chalky white substance. What an idiot. What an absolute idiot. Story number two. Performance enhancing, I, I don't know. I don't feel like anybody's ever said give your horse meth and it'll run faster. I, I don't know that that's not the case. I don't know my horse biology. But a jockey was just banned from racing for three years after both the jockey and racehorse tested positive for meth. The jockey said she only did it one time. It was back on her birthday. But then her test, wrote, test results showed that her she had recently been doing it. She eventually admitted she'd done it two days before the race. Nobody at this point has any idea how the horse got a hold of it or why it's in the horse's system. But it was. And that's a sad, sad day. So luckily for the horse, those two got to spend some time apart for a little bit. That being said, of the stupidity... Which one, I guess, honestly, makes you open fa- open hand, palm yourself in the face and be like, really? 
Because to me, as sad as story number two is, it's got to be story number one because, again, what, do you really think they're going to be like, oh, no, you're good. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's fine. Do you really think that? So I say story number one. Correct. And that would have been a lot easier if I had told you that the party got busted outside of was Disney World. But that would have been a dead giveaway. It's already the most magical place on Earth. Doesn't need any help. <laughs> Florida or not. Odd VFX. Okay. Speaking of stupidity. Yes. Yes. I understand that violence is not the answer. However, isn't there also like a, you kind of get what you're asking for eventually? Like if nobody's happy to be on a plane, but if you decide to try and tick off, you know, a world-class boxer and then you get the consequences, I'm not really going to feel bad. I know the saying is violence isn't the answer, but also isn't there a couple others like don't bite off more than you can chew, don't pick a fight you can't win, a few of those, right? AMs with AJ on VFX, because at some point everybody has their their threshold where it's like, that's it, all I see is red. And on a plane, nobody's happy to be there. Like almost no one, there might be a couple, but I think the vast majority of people are sitting there like, let's just get through it. Like best case, nothing terrible happens and I can just kind of be okay and we land. Worst case, everybody's like, this is cramped, it's annoying, whatever. But what happened is last week, Mike Tyson, the boxer, was on a plane flying from San Francisco to Miami, which is not a short flight, right? Cross country, talking four or five hours. And someone behind him, somebody filmed it, was behind just being annoying, yelling at him, challenging, blah, blah, blah. And I, like, I know he's, I know he's, he's aged a bit, but like Mike Tyson got in shape for that, uh, the sparring match he had, like dude is still Mike Tyson. So eventually the video cuts to Mike Tyson pummeling the guy. And of course the first thing that I heard about is Mike Tyson beat someone up. I'm like, oh, man, that's crazy. Mike Tyson, that kid. And then you hear the story and you go, well, okay, yeah, should he have done that? No. And the, quote, so-called victim was treated for non-life-threatening injuries and didn't really cooperate with the investigation thus far with police. But, like, celebrities have their limit, too. You're starting to see the same thing, I think, in the NBA right now. Now, Kyrie Irving for Brooklyn recently got in trouble for flipping the double fingered salute towards the fans and he shouldn't do that but at a certain point there's people in the stand saying stuff to him that's across the line racial epithets threats all that stuff and you can't do that like yeah it's a game or not but that doesn't mean that everybody doesn't have their own little threshold yes to be professional and Kyrie didn't like go hit anybody any of that but I think it's understandable that it's not it shouldn't just be classified as black and white right Nobody should do that, and then just don't explore anything that happened beforehand. And, again, I kind of think dude got what was coming for him. You pick a fight, you pick a fight, private citizen or not, you pick a fight, and eventually the guy's like, all right, you wanted this. Look, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. Nobody wants to Nobody wants to be bothered on a plane anyway. Everybody just wants to not touch everybody and let everybody do their thing. Unfortunately, the way the airplane books it, though, is everybody got to touch everybody because we just don't have enough space not to have everybody Right on top of each other. Speaking of people that make it, do they, you know, they, I'm not saying they send you over the edge, but they get you close. Partners. New set of nominees, including one, one that we just, I wish that we knew the story to. I really wish we knew the story to because there's just no way that it makes any sense whatsoever. Credit where credit is due. Already the voters for Parknarks making sure, doing their due diligence to try and figure out how that any of these nominees make any sense. 
Apes with AJ at VFX. New week, new batch of nominees. And nominee number one, like, it, there is some kind of story there. There just has to be. But we'll never get to know what it is. Because this car has gone up, like, you know how there's those little little inclines, right? The cement inclines, you can go up, like, into a parking lot. But sometimes they go up, and then there's, like, nothing there anymore. Like, it's gone up one, and its front wheels are up on a sidewalk because there's a fence there that blocks off a field. So something used to be there. There's not. And then its back wheels are kind of on the off to that, and one might actually be on a curb. There is a whole story for nominee one. Help! I got stuck! But I don't know what it is. And I really do. And then there's nominee number two, stretching my tires. This is a vehicle that is parked two wheels in a special needs spot. Two wheels... In a stripy rectangle, I can tell you that on both sides, there's an open spot. So, no. And, of course, because because the park park voters are very nice and genuine people asking if they're if we're sure there's no special needs spot. Pretty, tell everybody, you got to double check that. But, no, I don't. I don't. Looking at the, it, there's not. So, they are, like, taking out. It just, it just looks like they, like, pushed everyone aside or maybe they smell. Maybe this truck smells. Because I can tell you, there's two. There's a space on either side of where they parked, right in front of whatever this is. And nope, no, no, no. I just need the extra space for my tires, which does look. Look, I'm not saying all truck drivers. I'm just saying we all have. I think a, a, a stereotypical opinion of truck drivers, and yeah, it feels it feels like that tracks. But I don't know. I don't know. Help! I got stuck. Story number one. The craziness that is number one because it makes no sense. But you're like, there's got to be a reason that happened. Or at least a story to it. Or then they just what seems like absolute arrogance of story number two, or of nominee number two, taking up a special needs spot and the stripy rectangle. Pinned to the top of our Facebook page on Instagram as well, Utah's VFX. Which one is the more annoying one? Which one is the worst parker in Cache Valley? Look, ahead of Mother's Day and Father's Day, there's a lot of things we probably need to tell our parents we haven't already. Also, maybe the rest of us, not saying as a gift, but just as some consideration, should give them a little bit more patience because on the road, they've got something uh, a little bit more than any of the rest of us who don't have kids. And it's a duh. Most of us would acknowledge that we get a little heated. A little heated, right? When we have to deal with idiot drivers. Now imagine putting something else in the backseat distracting you and you'd be like, oh yeah, I definitely probably would get a little bit more worked up, right? Aims with AJ on VFX. A new study found that parents are more likely to ha- suffer from road rage. 25% of Americans yell at another driver or laid on the horn in the past 12 years, and parents are more likely to do any of the things than anyone else. And to me, the answer is, duh. Now, 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 it is, is it responsible to, like, tailgate someone for a while after they cut you off? No, but I would say there's probably a little bit of fight or flight in there. But, again, imagine, right? So you're you're driving. You pull up, I don't know, let's say purely hypothetically, you pull up to a four-way stop and you are the last one there. So you got to wait and see who goes first. Now, if the person goes across from you and you've had enough time to stop, go right, traffic flow, keep it going. But you sit there and then everybody, you know you're last, but then everybody else just sits there for 30 seconds and waits to see who's going to go because everybody's royally confused. You got to deal with that. You're already like, go, go, go! And then on top of that, you've got... Kid in the back who's crying because you didn't let them drink the laundry detergent after they saw you do laundry this morning. You got another one who's annoying the other kid. Yeah, yeah, I think I think your nerves would your nerves would be frayed a little bit, just a smidge. 
I think it's totally understandable that parents would have a little bit more road rage. So maybe, just maybe, ahead of Mother's Day and Father's Day, on top of all the nice things we're 100% going to say to mom and dad, we're definitely going to do that. But on top of that, how about we also maybe just maybe try to have, you see a car driving along full of kids, maybe maybe just give that one a little extra space. Give them a chance to just not have to worry about anything else because I don't think it's going to turn out well for you. Can I also just say, I don't know when this changed, but if someone drives incorrectly, you should lay on the horn. It is meant to be a moment that sticks with them ideally so they learn from it. My girlfriend never wants to honk the horn at anybody. And I'm like, you have to indicate that they did something wrong. Otherwise, if they were just oblivious and like, no, 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 they had no attention. That's, that's, that's feeling of guilt when you hear that or whatever should stick with you. Though most of us, I think, said the same thing. My brother, I was on the phone with him and he turned in front of somebody he wasn't supposed to. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I thought I had a turn signal. My bad. And you're like, yeah, that's a great way. That apology sounded really good face to face. Speaking of doing nicer things for parents, you know, let's just give them credit as well for always being there no matter what. Bailing you out of a tough situation. Maybe you got stuck. Something along those lines. They probably helped you out, right? I'm not trying to make anybody think about more cringe, but inevitably it's going to happen, right? Something's going to come in your brain's go, remember this time? And if it was some kind of embarrassing moment, especially in public or whatever, maybe just think about how did my parents bail me out of that? For instance, Ames with AHA on VFX, maybe just maybe you found yourself in an embarrassing situation and they happen to just be able to smooth things out real quick or it could have been a whole lot worse. I'll tell you one. When I was in middle school, I had an issue. Uh, it's an acting out issue. Apparently it's a thing. I don't want to say it's a thing in my family because I think there's only two of us that have it. I don't want to dime out the other family. But I would soil my pants. I don't know what it was. I can't really explain it, but it was a, some kind of issue of emotional response or whatever. And getting in music, you start you start doing stuff, right? You start going out on trips. Not to say overnight, you start going out on trips. I remember, and I will never, I've never told this story out loud before. My uh, stepmom was like, hey, just FYI, here's a Ziploc baggie. So you can, if anything happens, you Ziploc it up and here's a fresh pair. And then no one has to know. And I was like, so it was one of those like, jump wide. And you look back later and you're like, Good looking out. Good looking out. You know, they're always there for you. And ironically, you know, they don't have you there. You get in trouble, right? You still have mom and dad schedule the appointments? Probably should. A woman was hiking at a spot in Washington State. She dropped her phone in an outhouse toilet and then fell in head first. Head first into a toilet. Now, your parents are there, man. That ain't happening. That's for sure. She had to call 911 and the firefighters had to come and save her. <laughs> and I was thinking about this, parents helping out and getting stuck. Where was the worst place you got stuck? Because I was trying to think, and I think there's minor things. I once got a nickel stuck in my nose because I freaked out, and that would have been totally embarrassing even for my parents to deal with. But anybody else have that terrible fantasy or about uh, getting stuck, or I guess nightmare, not really fantasy, because I don't want my head stuck in the banister. But after seeing all those cartoons and TV shows and stuff, it was something that I felt like was going to be a reoccurring issue with my life. And like anything that looked like that, right? You had the fence with the bars or the banister with the wooden, just the little the little poles that went in between the two big thick ones, whatever, anything like that. I was like wary of as a kid. I wouldn't call it a fear necessarily, but trepidation. Like if you were to see a, a snake for most people, 
You just be like, it doesn't matter what kind of snake it is. Even a gardener snake, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just, just a little bit of hesitation. Like, I don't trust you. I don't know you, but I don't trust you. Anybody else share that nightmare? Just growing up, just feeling like, stay away from banisters. Stay away from fences with the post. Stay away from any of that stuff, because the last thing I want to do is get my head stuck. Maybe maybe still a little bit trepidatious of, of banisters. AMs with AJ on VFX. Look, here's the deal. It's all about ballots. Thanking mom and dad, trying to ease the road rage. Cool. Also, one went viral for an accident that I feel like <laughs> I feel like we can cut her some slack, but it reminds me of one of my favorite stories where a friend of mine was almost completely kicked out of a class for giving what was commonplace baby advice. That's both in the debate today in about 10 minutes. VFX. Parenting, I think, society-wise, is one of the most hypocritical things that exist. Ames with AJ on VFX for the debate today because I think everybody goes through the same waves, right? Everyone growing up, you get to a point where then you, you're so critical. Hopefully you don't say anything at least, but like you make judgments on people handling their kids. I did it this weekend. I watched some lady, let her kid smack a sign off her grocery store display. It fell to the ground. She scolded him, and then they walked off. I'm like, don't pick it up or anything. And then at checkout, we have to check at the same time. Kid was getting torn. I'm like, it ain't going well. Now, I also openly admit that I'm normally in the camp of, you have no idea what's going on because also everybody grows up and says, well, I'm going to do this and this for my kid. I'm going to do all these things. And I hope that that is true, that you're able to do the things whatsoever. And everyone growing up is critical of the things and the mistakes their parents made. And then I think you get that same situation and go, oh, if not beforehand, realizing, okay, well, maybe, maybe just maybe there, there might have been something to this. And so really, I think parenting is trying to just, you try and preserve the collector's value as much as you can. You just try not to break your kid as much as possible, but it's an imperfect science. So there's going to be mistakes along the way, which is why I think it's hilarious a little bit. There's a woman who's gone viral on TikTok because her kids were noticing this sweet taste in their water bottles that she fills up each day. And it didn't matter how many times she cleaned it, it was still there. Turns out a bottle of whipped cream vodka had been dripping into the ice. Now, luckily it's a minuscule amount, but she caught it. She's figuring it out, right? At least she wasn't ignoring it. And I think it's just an oops moment. And my question is, what is your parents' oops moment? Liz is on the phone. Liz, what is it for you? So apparently I never properly taught my kid how to use a knife. She comes home the other day from her boyfriend telling me that his mother taught her that she's been cutting wrong her whole life and that she was amazed to find out that it's easier to cut when you're holding it the right way. (laughs) I mean, if it works, it ain't stupid, but okay. That is, that's a good lesson. Liz, I think you're in the clear on that one that, you know, just, just, it's a matter of preference, right? But I think it is a good point and very, very common motto on AMs with AJ. If you're going to tell a white lie or come up with some kind of myth that makes at the moment dealing with something easier, Make sure you jot it down somewhere and correct them on the way out of the house. That one's totally fine. But the, the you know, vet, corn and potatoes being vegetables, one for my parents. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was the one that there was the confessions, the person who said that their parents used to take the first drink out of a can to, quote, remove the metal taste. You know, just write that stuff down and let them know before they go out in the world. Hey, by the way, this stuff so they don't look like a doofus at some point. Also online, Brad. Brad, what was your parenting? Whoops. 
So I remember when I switched my daughter to the toddler car seat, I thought I could install it myself. My wife wanted to get it inspected and everything, but I was confident. And the first time we went for a drive with her, I took a turn and the whole car seat just toppled over with her in it. I felt like the world's worst dad. I I hope she's all right. If there's a parent I'm ever going to be if I decide to have kids... That is definitely one of the ones. I want. I could do this. I can build these things. I'll just follow the directions. Meanwhile, Ashley will randomly wander into the place at like three in the morning, and I'm still there, hunched over, falling asleep with them, everything tangled up in my my arms, and me just over the manual trying to figure it out. Still, one hundred percent gonna be me. And actually, speaking of the starter, the whole inspiration, right? So the woman's gone viral because there's a little bit, little bit of vodka dripping ice. They figured it out. I had a friend almost get kicked out of a math class in college, like permanently kicked out for giving what at least used to be an old wives' tale. It at least used to be an old wives' tale. I don't know if it's still a thing anymore. If you had a a toddler baby that was teething and they were just suffering so immensely, there was such pain or crying all the time, do you know what the old wives' tale is to deal with that solution? Ames with AJ on VFX. Don't shoot the messenger because I'm pretty sure you would get sent to jail now. The way that things have changed. But it used to be rub some kind of alcohol. Rum was usually the one I always heard on their gums. And it soothes it just a little bit so they won't be in so much pain. Which frankly I think comes as one of those things where it was like, no, no, no. Obviously we don't give booze to babies. And then one parent was like, okay, like I know we don't. But I did this thing, and it's not that much, and it's fine. Like, And then everybody was like, no, nah, I would never do that. Like, oh, my gosh, this works great. And then it became an old wives' tale. And it almost got a friend of mine in college kicked out of class because we were taking a math class together my sophomore year, and our TA was a, student, a graduate student from China, and she – like me and that guy were, were class clowns and it, it I don't it seemed to go okay, but then she would never believe, like we would push it, to see what she to get her to believe. And then she uh had just recently become a mother right before I think the semester started, which had just come off her maternity leave and was talking about her baby teething. And my friend, without missing an instant, not trying to be funny, said, Oh, you just rub a little gum, you rub a little rum on their gums. And she was like, No, you're a bad man. And she said that for him. And like, it was amazing to watch how quickly the room turned. Cause it was like 75% women, like just look at him and scold him. And, and he's like, it's an old wife's tale pleading his case while I am just laughing because he has now got in trouble. And she almost kicked him out of the class because of that, because she was like, you're trying to endanger my child <laughs> to this day. Can't not crack up thinking about it because like he was like legitimately trying to be helpful and almost got kicked out of a class for doing so. And I've never seen a room turn so fast on someone, especially for something that is not like probably not advisable. I would guess not being a parent. I mean, your judgment call, but probably not advisable, but is an old wives tale though. For what it's worth, this friend also has one of my all time favorite stories. He was in a mall with a, somebody else, and they were wa- they were just sitting out at the food court. And they said, "He said I watched this toddler kind of wobbling along with the parent, and then get off their hand, and then start to kind of pick up speed." And I thought, "Oh, this isn't going to go well." And that baby, right on their face, and without thinking about it, I couldn't stop myself from going, eh, eh, eh. "Another one bites the dust." 
To which the parent looked at me and go, what kind of a jerk, they didn't say jerk, does that? And he all of a sudden realized what he was doing and then proceeded to just sprint out of the food court. I was like, dude, why? He's like, I, I couldn't stop myself. I just couldn't. So, needless to say, my buddy Rhett, don't ask him for child advice because clearly he's all over the map on this one. Could be helpful, could be a hilarious story, but one kind of gets hurt and he thinks it's funny. Kind of a jerk. Uh, speaking of old wives' tales, if they're useful and if you can put them to use, then you might not have to spend that much time at a doctor, right? Good reason, bad reason, I'm going to lean the latter. Good reason to avoid your doctor. And what if you start to develop feelings? We got that message from someone. Oh boy. And uh, weirdly enough, there's a lot of fears here and a little bit of experience in dealing with that situation. Is there a crush that could just be a little bit too embarrassing to deal with? AMs with AJ on VFX. Message coming in from a listener. Hi. Looking for advice. I have a crush on my doctor. Doctor. Not just a few months either. Talking about a two-year-long crush. And I don't know what to do. I know I, she can't say anything, but it would be a terrible idea if I told her I had a crush on her. I think something along the lines of, I need to terminate care with you because my feelings for you aren't professional. I generally think this crush isn't going away and I can't keep it to myself, but I don't want to make her uncomfortable. I want to make I want to stay anonymous just in case she listens to the VFX and she hears that she'd be mortified. Life is short and I want to tell her, but I want advice as to how it would make her feel. And as not a doctor, I can't weigh in on that, but I can tell you this. So I know of someone who refused to go to a specific doctor because solely two reasons. One, they were attractive and just felt like it was going to be uncomfortable. Two, that doctor is well-known in the community, and they were like, I just, that and and knowing some of the people that they know related to them, etc., just felt like it was. I wanted that buffer. I wanted that level of buffer uh, that I just wasn't interested in and refused to seek care by him, despite the fact that I think was one of the more recommended doctors in that specific field. Growing up, one of the things that got me, and granted, I couldn't choose my way out of it, was uh, my pediatrician had a daughter that was the same grade as me. And I did not realize it until we got to high school together. And then she grew up. And actually dated, I would call them an acquaintance of mine, but somebody I knew for quite a while late in my high school career. But I always thought it was weird having to go to, like, go to school with her, knowing that her dad knows all my deepest medical secrets. And there's, like, that whole oath and things. But I'm like, still, what's the, like, hey, so by the way, like, don't say anything, but heads up. Especially after high school, because I still saw him a couple times after I graduated high school, and now we're going to college. Like, so with all that being said, I know, I know, like the general life motto, right? Is go for it, right? Make your jump, live your. You only live once. I don't know how you feel the water out on that one, how you pass that along, because it just it just feels like something they would deal with a lot. Or just in their lifetime, in their field, with people in general. So I don't know how you distinguish it. This feels like, again, when McCall told me once upon a time that if you're a guy and you're interested in a girl, you can walk up and try and talk to them anyway. I was like, no, I think people, other dudes have ruined it. Like, I don't feel like you can be taken seriously in the gym. I definitely don't think you can be taken seriously there. Uh, it really, my my thing was in the workplace at all. 
I think if anything, you got to try and catch him outside of work would be, I think, the advice. How you do that, I have no clue. Maybe strike up some small talk and start going from there, but that's tough. I'm not saying it can't function. I just don't know what step number one is if you have a crush on your doctor. Anyone? 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. On the subject of medical professionals, try and get some advice here for this listener. Um, a friend revealed to me that every time they go to the dentist, they fall asleep. And I was like, that, no, no, don't lie to me. They have like sharp metal objects. There's all the noise going on. It's not exactly the most calm situation. He said, no, every time. Sleep again, none of that. I just fall asleep. I relax so much. I was like, you are so weird. There's certainly nobody else that does that, right? I swear, if in the next lifetime I don't get that ability to just fall asleep whenever I want to, it's going to be like 60 years of two combined lives that I've wasted. Cause, and then like 30 years of your life, you sleep. So like half of that I spend wait, trying to fall asleep. Abe's with AJ on VFX. But a friend of mine told me the other day, and I don't even know how this came up in conversation. I think they knew that they were weird, and that's why. But he's like, oh, I fell asleep at the dentist the other day. I was like, like in the in the waiting room? No, in the chair. No, don't. You liar. That's impossible. How can you fuck? Like, they have sharp sticks. There's all the noises, right? Because they got the suction machine and the water machine. And they're doing all the stuff and the rotating toothbrush. There's no way. Like, makes me uncomfortable to think of being able to have someone be in my mouth. And I can be like, whatever. Then he's like, no, I fell asleep. And I was like, okay, there is absolutely no way that anyone can do this. Because am I concerned that the dentist is, like, going to just magically stab me? No. But I would say that if there's two places you definitely can't like go and patronize and then fall asleep, it would be the dentist and the barber. Mostly because I actually remembered what our parents told us growing up, and that's be careful around sharp objects. And falling asleep around a pair of scissors or a pointy sharp stick doesn't seem to really be taking that message in he- in consideration. So I made it the poll of the day because I was convinced there's no way that anyone else could. Thus far, not going well for me. Eden said I was working two jobs. I got up at 4 a.m., worked until 3. I would go to the dentist at 3.30 and fell asleep every time. And my question is for Eden, while technically that's a yes for falling asleep at the dentist, would you do so if you weren't, like, dead exhausted? Because I think you got anywhere else, got to sit down, and they let you relax, and then, like, maybe put some music on or whatever. I think you would fall asleep most places. Ashley said, I'm way too anxious when I'm at the dentist. I can never fall asleep. Same Z's. And then Jody said, I, I have never have fallen asleep, but I have come close and easily could. I find the chairs very relaxing and comfortable. And while I don't know that I can dispute the chairs part, it's the everything else part is why I can't fall asleep. Like I could be in the most comfortable vehicle ever, but if I'm falling off a cliff, I don't think I'm passing out in that exact moment. You know, what's going on is probably going to have my attention. Have you or do you think you could fall asleep at the dentist just just sitting there? I'm not talking about like the laughing gas and they knock you out for surgery. You think you could sit there and fall asleep? Finding things to make at least Utah's VFX's Facebook page a place that is not revered as a toxic waste dump of the internet. And with AJ on VFX, if you're friends with me, could be your post to like and share. Like my friend Patrick shared a tweet says, life is short. Tell the people you love that you love and appreciate them so they can be like, are you okay? Because that's really what it is. Because if you don't do it enough, they're going to be like, what, what's, what, what happened? What's wrong? All right, cleared my schedule. Let's talk. What's going on? 
The Agent at Across All Social Media, Utah's VFX as well. Make sure you vote for Parknarks. And if you feel like imposing a story, we already have the uh, not unreasonable, though, let's be honest, not as creative that nominee number one got hammered and then just decided to park like that. But if you got a story to tell, let's hear it because there is one. We'll just never know it. Top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Vote for the one that annoys you the most. Remember Utah's VFX across all social media with the after show coming up. And Utah's VFX anywhere you find podcasts. So if you miss anything on the show, future, past, or present, you can find it. Otherwise, enjoy the temperatures, maybe not necessarily the weather. And until tomorrow morning for AMs with AJ, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.